Welcome to the Made for This podcast. This is your host, Esther Vasquez. Hey guys, welcome back to the Made for This podcast and YouTube series. Today I want to talk about identity. And I feel like this is probably one of the areas that I struggled with for a long time, up until the point where um, maybe a little bit, one, one or two years after I started pastoring. And I feel like the reason why I struggled with my identity is because I feel like I didn't really have a clear view of what my actual identity was. And even though, you know, I was taught certain things about who I was, I don't think I fully understood them until a few years after um, my time as pastorship. Now, why is it important to speak about identity is because we can't effectively carry out our purpose if we don't know who we are. It's so, it's so, um, if we don't know who we are, then circumstances, people, um, different external factors will tell us who we are and then we're going to believe it. And when we, whatever we believe, that is what we are going to act out. Whatever is in our hearts, that is who we are. And if we don't know who we are, then we don't know where we're going. Because if we don't know who we are, then we don't know who we serve. And if we don't know who we serve, then we don't know the direction in which we are to live our our lives and what we were called for. Therefore, if we lack identity, then we're going to lack confidence and we're not going to be able to walk out in the fullness of the ministry that God has for us. I feel like as women, we really struggle with our identity because I believe that a lot of what people say that we are is external. I feel like when people look at women, they base it off of their quote unquote beauty, their external beauty. And um, I remember growing up that the main focus that I had on who I was in the beginning was um, how I looked. I always wanted to make sure that I looked a certain way because if not, then guys wouldn't be interested in me. If I was overweight or if I didn't style my hair or Whatever it may be that I felt, I felt like that was my identity. I felt like I had to be a certain way in order to be loved. And it makes sense that why I would feel that way is because of how I was raised. You know, um, I came from a very abusive, hostile um, childhood. And I feel like that caused me to feel like it was my fault why my parents got divorced. So therefore, like anything that I did always was my fault. And so if guys weren't interested in me or if I wasn't having certain friendships, it was my fault, you know? And this was my, the identity that I had created growing up was that I had to look a certain way. I had to act a certain way. If not, then I would not be loved by people. Uh, And coming to Christ, I understood that I was saved by God, but I don't think I fully understood my identity, like in God. I feel like 
I just considered myself like Esther from the past, but now kind of like serving God and trying to be better, you know? And then that was like, my identity was, I, I love God, but um, I love God and I'm going to serve God. And I think that that was my only identity. And I didn't really, really understand the concept. And I think that that's why I got involved in a lot of toxic friendships throughout my walk in Christianity and my youth and my time of youth. Um, or my time before before being married, I um, got involved in a lot of toxic friendships. I feel like, um, you know, I, I said yes to things that I probably shouldn't have. And I feel like it all stems from the fact that I didn't know really who I was. So I was trying to find validation and I was trying to find who I was um, by external things. Now, in order to fully understand identity, you have to understand what the definition is. And the definition of identity is who you are or close similarity. Like you're either who you are or who are you similar to, right? And so um, thinking about this, the first thing that we need to identify ourselves as in ministry is being a daughter of the king, being a child of God, being a princess, being a daddy's girl to God. You know, the Bible says in Genesis 4, 7, um, in the translation, the message, it says, thus, we have been set free to experience our rightful heritage. You can tell for sure that you are now fully adopted as his own children because God sent the spirit of his son into our lives, crying out, Papa, Father. Doesn't that privilege of intimate conversation with God make it plain that you are not a slave, but a child? And if you are a child, you are also an heir with complete access to the inheritance. God is telling us here in Galatians 4, 7, that we are his children. And so that makes you that is listening to me a child of God, a woman of God, a daughter of the king. And I think that that's where I lack to understand is that I think because I didn't grow up with a dad, I didn't know what it was to really be a daughter. You know, a daughter is you know, a, a, a father figure within the home is super important because they are the head of the household. You know, we see protection from them. We see provision from them. And so I think because I didn't um, have a father figure really growing up, I think that I didn't identify with myself as a daughter of a king, that I have someone that's going to protect me, that I don't need anyone around me, you know, that I have someone that's going to provide for me. I have someone that, that I can cry out to when I'm having a difficult time, someone that I can communicate with, someone that I can, I can, uh, you know, be sure in who I am. You know, one of the things that I've, I've learned about being a daughter is seeing my own daughter, seeing how my husband in my, my, I mean, 
how my husband is in my daughter's eyes. My daughter sees him and that's her dad. She knows that whatever she needs, she can go to him. She knows that if, you know, something, uh, she needs to be protected, she can go to him. And I've understood more having my own daughter, understanding how I am a daughter of the king. How I, when I need something, whenever, you know, um, I can go to, to the father. And I think that I've understood this more now in the season of being a mother and seeing my, my daughter interact with my husband, her dad, I can understand more now how I can come to the father, you know, and understanding that I am a daughter of the king. That is my identity. That is who I am. When people see me, they should see that I am the daughter of God. They should be able to see within me that there has been some sort of change on the inside that has affected everything on my outside, how I speak, how I dress, how how I act with people because I'm a daughter of the king. Now, I think it's like what else does being a daughter of a king mean is that one thing that I think that all of us could relate to is that you know there's nothing that my daughter can do that in her the in her dad's eyes there's no, there's really no wrong that she could do like she may do wrong things but he loves her anyways. And that is something freeing, you know, because when Jesus came on the cross, he set us free. And a lot of us are walking around chained to ideas of who we are. And the reality, those are just um, thoughts of insecurity that come from the enemy, that come from, you know, our past, that come from the doubts that are within us. And the thing is that we've been set free, woman of God, like, We've been set free, daughter of the king. Like, we don't, we can be 100% ourselves. You know, we don't have to worry, you know, all the time if we're being perfect or not. You know, we're always striving to be better, but we don't have to be worried that, oh my God, God's going to look at, look down on me for what I did. It doesn't matter what you do. You've been set free by Jesus. You've been set free by the blood. And when God looks at you, he looks at you with forgiving eyes. You know, he looks at you, um, he looks at you and yes, he may be sad by what you did, but he's always willing to forgive you and willing to erase the past. The Bible says that our sins are, are, are thrown from the east to the west. You know, like there, when, when it comes to God, we can come to God and just ask for forgiveness and he's going to forgive us because we've been set free and that is so freeing to know that i don't have to be perfect all the time because i've been set free you know i've been set free of the ideals of man i've been set free by my own insecurities i've been set free by my sins because i know that i can come to my father because i am his daughter he has adopted us adoption has a bad stigma But adoption, in reality, is something beautiful. Adoption is a choice. You know, when we have our kids, my my daughter, Ellie, though I wanted her, it came when God wanted and it wasn't my choice. I didn't choose who was going to be my kid. But adoption is someone that, like, 
a child that has been looked upon and has been desired and want, want, wanted by someone, you know, and God looked upon us and he wanted to have relationship with us. And that's part of being a daughter is knowing that we're adopted, that we're chosen, that we don't, we don't have to act a certain way because other, uh, to satisfy other people, if not to know that I'm adopted, I'm chosen. God looked at me and he wanted me, even though I may be a sinner and I sin every single day, Every single day new are his mercies so that he can be with us. We have access to our father. We have access. We have the ability to come out and cry out and call out and have communication with him. That is a privilege of being a daughter. Ellie can go to her dad at any time because she knows that he's going to listen to her. And we can come to God knowing that he is going to listen to us. You know, you may be feeling right now in this moment, and I just, I feel God's presence. You may feel like you're not qualified to come to God. Maybe what you've done or what you've thought or, you know, um, some of the actions that you may have taken have separated you from God. But let me tell you that that separation is a lie. You can come to the Father. You have access to the Father. All you have to do is go with a humble heart and know that God is going to forgive you. I think that the trouble we have is that we don't really want to forgive ourselves. You know, and we are an heir. An heir is someone who inherits. We have access to the kingdom of God. When we're a daughter, we have access to whatever the father has access to. Ellie has access to anything that her dad has for her. And so that makes me understand I have access to my father. And it's a privilege to know that I can come and whatever the kingdom has to offer, I have access to. Whatever God has to offer, I have access to. If I need healing, I can get healing because in, in, uh, according to God, God can heal me. If I need um, to reconcile, God is willing to reconcile anything that is God's, we have access to because we're his heirs. An heir is someone um, that when someone passes away, they can inherit all their things. Jesus passed away, and now because of that sacrifice, we have access to the kingdom here on earth. So the first thing we need to understand is that we are daughters of the king. The second thing that we need to understand is that we are servants. You know, when we think about like our ministry, we think Maybe you think about someone preaching on the altar, or maybe you think about an evangelist, or maybe you think about a missionary. Whatever is your idea of ministry, the first thing that you need to understand um, is that you're a servant. Before any, like being involved in ministry is just serving others. First, you're going to serve God, because according to John um, twelve twenty six, it says, "If anyone serves me." He must follow me. And where I am, there will be my servant also. If, he, if, if anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. And when we're talking about serving God, we're talking about complying with his demands and his commandments. So basically, when we serve God, our service to God is 
complying or acting out the things that he has called us within his word to do. Serving God is, you know, um, act, like basically acting out or living out the Bible. And the second thing that God calls us to serve is to serve others. First Peter 4.10 um, says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. When, when God is in this particular verse, the definition of serve is to be of use. You know, so we have to be of use using our gifts, using our talents, you know, using who we are to be able to serve other people, serve within our church, serve within our community, serve the people we go to school with, serve the people that we work with, just basically anyone that God has put around in your circle, God has called you to serve them, to be of use for them. We are called to be his daughter, but we are called to be his servants. And I feel like this is the area where I, I, I guess I really struggled because my whole entire Christian walk, people always told me, oh, your ministry is pastorship. And I guess in my thought of, of this wasn't so much that I was serving, if not like I was just teaching, you know? And the reality is being a leader is not being above someone and telling them what to do or managing them. Being a leader, being a minister, is basically being underneath someone and pushing them up, helping them, guiding them to have a deeper relationship with God and to walk out their God-given ministry, you know, their God-given purpose, um, to walk out the fullness of their ministry. And... I didn't really see that, you know, um, growing up, it was more like, I'll tell you what to do type thing. And so when I came to um, start pastorship with my husband, I realized that this was more about helping people than it was made out to be. And I felt like I had to unlearn a lot of things that I have learned. And I still feel that I'm still unlearning certain bad um costumbres bad you know uh i can't think of it but you guys you know, hopefully understand like you know like i had to unlearn a, a lot of bad mindsets unlearn them because i realized that this is not about us or about me and what me shining if not it's god shining through us in the midst of our service towards him. The more we serve him, the more people can see God through us. The more we serve others, the more people can, can look at us as an example of what it is to be a Christian, what it is to be a daughter of a king, a child of God. We have to learn how to serve. We've made it about our comfort, and the reality is, this walk of service is very uncomfortable. God is going to call you to do things that you're not going to be comfortable with. God is going to call you to do things that are going to take you out of your comfort zone. But then it's like this. 
I kind of explain it in this, in, in this way is like, you know, you're excited to serve, but in the midst of serving, you're like, why am I doing this? And then after you're done serving, you're like, woo, I have like the best life ever. And it's kind of like this roller coaster of emotions. But if we can come to a place where it doesn't matter how people react to the way we serve, we just serve because it's the right thing to do. I think we can be more at peace because we know we're doing the will of God in our lives. So first, your identity is a daughter of the king. Second, you are a servant. You serve God and you serve others. And I guess lastly, I just kind of want to include this, is basically the sum of who you are, is like your personality, your gifts, your talents. Like 1 Peter 4.10 says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Basically, the sum of who you are, your bubbly personality, where you're introvert, extrovert, the different gifts that you may have, spiritual gifts, maybe the talents that you have, that all, that all makes you you. That's what God loves about you. And I'm tired of seeing people suppress who they are because they feel like they have to fit in a certain mold. I, let me tell you, when I started pastorship, I completely changed. Like, I changed the way I dressed. I changed the way I spoke. You know, because I thought that this was what a pastor looked like. This is what a pastor, you know. And little by little, I realized that I was super unhappy because that wasn't who God created me as. God created me to be creative. God created me a certain way. God gave me um, the values, you know, and his interpretation of scripture of how I should personally grow. And I felt like I was trying to put myself in a box that I, that wasn't mine. God created me unique. God created me. I am a thought of God. I am, you know, like when I think about, you know, yes, I'm not perfect, but I'm so thankful because when God looked at me, like, and who I am now, like, it is all because God thought it was a good idea that I should be here on this earth on this time, you know? And he loves me. He loves my quirky, extroverted personality. He loves everything about me and is helping me become the best version of myself every single day. And when I see myself, I can feel confident in who I am. I don't feel, like, conceited about who I am is I feel good knowing that God created me this way and that every day I get closer to being the person that God knows that I am you know and even the little mistakes and the stuff that you know I do wrong God still loves me that way you know and knowing that gives me the confidence and and it's necessary within ministry because if you don't know who you are and you don't know your personality you don't know your gifts and your talents then people are going to walk all over you all the time (laughs) because they're going to constantly be criticizing how you look what you do what you talk about and you're going to waver you know like your your foundation isn't on the rock it's on the sand that 
when external factors come, you're just going to move because you don't, you don't know that who God created you to be is someone who stands on the rock. 100% you, 100% honest, a real worshiper, you know, and that's what God is looking for. He's looking for real people. You know, he loves your personality. He loves who you are, you know, and he just wants to help you every single day to become even better and better and better. Some of us, I feel like, have lost our, our identity. And we need to rebuild our identity. We need to seek God in prayer. And remind ourselves that we are the daughters of a king. We need to remind ourselves that we are servants. We need to remind ourselves that the sum of who you are, God loves and wants to use. And so you need to seek him in prayer. And if you have lost your identity, if you don't know who you are, if, if the way you're acting or the, the way that you're living out your life is not representing the person that you are, then you need to come to God in prayer. You need to lean into him so that you can start seeing who you really are in Christ seeing who you really are in God and recognizing and feeling confident that God has made you in such a way so for this time and for this purpose. You were made for this. You were made for ministry. Let me tell you, woman, if you've lost your identity, if you don't know who you are, or maybe like other people have established your identity, know today that God has an identity for you and you need to lean in to him. You need I feel like the most free I've ever felt has been in this time because I know who I am and I know why I'm called and I'm walking in what I'm called. And that is when you are truly set free. That is when you are truly happy. And if right now you don't feel like you're walking out your purpose, if you feel like right now you cannot, you don't know who you are, I ask you and I pray over you that God reveal his true identity in you and that you can relax in the Father's hands knowing that you are a daughter of the King, knowing that you are his servant. And just those two things, Knowing that those two things, you can have a fulfilling walk with Christ. But knowing not only that, he loves you just the way you are. He created you that way. If you lost your identity, find it in Christ. It's super necessary to know who you are in God. Because the further you go, the more you are known, the more people are going to try to rob you of your identity the more God uses you to impact people, the more the enemy is going to try to stop you. And if you don't know who you are, you're going to fall into the enemy's hands. You're going to fall into those criticisms. You're going to fall. And God doesn't want that. God wants you to know who you are. He wants you to know that you are a daughter of the king and that whatever it is that you have to offer, give it to God, serve God, serve others. And the Bible says that if we steward well what God has given us, then 
will be able to experience God's grace in various forms. I love you. I pray over you. And I just ask you to please, if this has been a blessing, rate this podcast, leave a message, leave a comment. And if you're watching this on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe, because that lets us know that the content that we're creating is blessing your life. Till next time.